unauthorized opinions expressed on the internet would be censored. We are live. We are live. This is real. Welcome back to Unauthorized Opinions, uopod.com. Like, share, subscribe. It's pure propaganda and it's super cringe, by the way. I literally went to the polls with nothing in mind. I saw a can of orange soda in the parking lot. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, there we go. An unopened can of orange soda just chilling <laughs> in the parking lot. I was like, yeah, I got to vote for Trump, dude. Your podcast sucks it's mental mate it's absolutely mental i'll be honest i thought it was kind of offensive when you talk so much about the loch ness monster political climate and andrew treat yourself okay especially if you start i don't know getting getting in good with homeless people unauthorized opinions streaming everywhere at uopod.com guess who's back back again Madonna's back. Don't tell any friends about Madonna. You do not want to tell your friends about Madonna. Everything's getting gross. This is a gross episode. I'm going to say it right off the bat here. It's Sunday. We're on a day after January the whatever. Can we even say that on YouTube? I don't know. The J6. We're day after that. We've got UFC weirdness. We've got Madonna weirdness. We've got MSNBC crying. That's not really out of the ordinary. And we've got um, maybe some Las Vegas judge getting attacked. And then maybe some Joe Rogan as well. Unauthorizedopinions.com, uopod.com. You're watching on Twitter, YouTube, maybe Getter, we can never tell. Rumble, and you're maybe listening or watching on Spotify. But we love you guys on Spotify. That's our biggest streaming audience for audio and of course you're listening on apple or google Podcasts. we love you too we even love iHeartRadio listeners if they exist so welcome back to the podcast of course you can super chat us on either of the channels we'll get them and we'll read them aloud if you're a new subscriber we've gotten uh i think a couple dozen this week on on the unauthorized opinions youtube channel we thank you so we can t- let you know that you can super chat on andrew says or on uh, unauthorized opinions podcast channel and of course we got the patreon patreon.com slash you pod we've had anomaly on there we've had alejandro avila from outkick gary sheffield we've got the exclusive john doyle content on there right now so you can sign up for that we'll show you that later the first thing we want to get to and man is it gross i mean it's for science we're going to be watching it for science but it's madonna and I want to show the pictures before I show the video. But for science, um, this is from Ollie London, a reporter. Probably not the real name. But this is Madonna on, I guess, an Instagram Live or Instagram Photos. And she is in her 60s. 65 Madonna is. And she's dressing in, I don't know if this is lingerie, if this is bondage gear. She's got... You know, the communist hat. She's been going through the same playbook since the early 1990s, right? She's been, uh, her shtick has always been come on stage, uh, writhe around, be overtly sexual, and it's shocking, and everybody is like, oh my god. So she did that in the late 80s, early 90s. Then she came back in the early 2000s, and she was now English. She had an English accent. She was in Austin Powers. Like with a music video, she was in Die Another Day, the James Bond movie. She had a cameo in that, did a music video for that. And she still did the same thing. She was still writhing around. She was just, you know, 40 at that time. Still a little weird, but not out of the question, we'll say. 
Now we fast forward another 23, 20, 24 years, and Madonna's still doing this, and she's 65 years old in fishnets, and it's gross, and it's weird, and it's frightening, and it's like, why? Does she have some gambling debts we don't know about? Does she have a divorce that she's got to pay for? But this isn't even the worst of it. This is your grandmother. Why are you on the side of a tub? I don't know. That's not a great place to take a photo. There's a mirror on the other side. But Madonna's spread eagle on the side of a tub. Probably going to get demonetized for the word spread eagle there. But if you thought that, Andrew, this isn't enough. We need to see more of Madonna writhing around being disgusting. IRL in real time. This is what you came for. This is the Madonna that you wanted. And pay close attention to this. Maybe not too close, but pay enough attention to this where you can see she's still trying to pull off like these sexy moves, but she's 65 and probably hit the bottle in the both types of bottles a little bit too much. And maybe just age, maybe just at 65, unless you're Tom Brady, you're not meant to move this way. You like her trying to bend around the back, and she and she can't, clearly can't bend this way. This is a this is a frightening freeze frame here, where you can kind of see the arm flab. I'm not making fun of her for being old. If you're old, that's fine. Like 65, not that old these days. But I'm gonna be honest, you guys. I'm gonna be honest. Madonna doesn't look great for 65. Joe Rogan's in his mid 50s. Donald Trump's in his 70s. A lot of you know people who are in their 60s these days. Kind of seems like. Age-wise, they're in their early 50s. The clock has been reversed. You're about 10 years ahead of where you used to be. Madonna not looking great for that. Not for her age. She's really writhing around here. And you can see she can't bend the way she wanted to. Her legs can't go that far down. But this is as far as I watched the first time. This is 30 seconds in. This is as far as I got when I first watched the video. And then I passed it over to someone, and they're like, you need to watch the rest. Look at these guys who are front row for this. So clearly this isn't in her wheelhouse any longer. I don't know why she's doing this. I don't know who's paying and cheering for this. You're literally watching a senior citizen move around on stage and, you know, act slutty, if you will. Like, if we're being honest, this is the intention here. It's still to act slutty. This is, you know, this is still what the media pushes in a sense it's not so much the 65-year-old contingent that they're pushing. But Madonna, somewhere out there, Madonna's saying, and somebody's agreeing with her when she says, I'm going to go out on stage and I'm going to writhe around with, you know, girls grinding on me, then men grinding on me, and it's still sexy, you guys.
it's still hot. It's still provocative. Meanwhile, you've got, you know, the butthole girl rapper songs. You've got Cardi B. Nicki Minaj sometimes comes out and she's still going at it, even though she's in her 40s now. And this is derivative of everything we see in the media. The only way you can try to cross the Rubicon now in mainstream entertainment is this. So God bless Madonna. I guess she's doing what she always has done. And I guess time has caught up with her, but so has the media. Like what's Madonna to think that I should change now in the age where it's popular for Lil Nas X to slide down the stripper pole. And land on the and land on Satan's lap, is is she supposed to change now when the the land media landscape is even more towards what she's always done? No, you're not allowed to be ageist against her. You're not allowed to say she shouldn't do that. You're supposed to applaud the disgusting person. Isn't that where we're at now? Applaud the disgusting person for doing gross things. Applaud Lizzo for her, you know, cavalcade of hippopotamus backup singers and dancers applaud the morbidly obese person on the swimsuit issue or the trans person who's on the cover of the swimsuit issue this is where we're at now so i don't necessarily blame her for doing what everything is pushed towards and i was watching it reminds me of a clip from that um the whatever podcast you know there's two of the big i guess maybe if you count pearl now but a few of the big you know dating culture, lifestyle, men versus women podcast, the whatever one. And you see all these women. This one, this clip I was watching had like 30, not 30, okay. It had like 10 women on it, right? And you look across the field and it's all these different scantily clad women, but they're all different shapes, sizes, and ages. You've got a woman in her 40s, looks like a former meth head. She's dressed scantily clad. You've got a girl who's 250 pounds. She's scantily clad. You've got a girl who looks like a current young crackhead, scantily clad. Girl trying to be a librarian, scantily clad. Communist Asian girl, scantily clad. It goes on and on and on. And you start to realize that the online economy sort of pushes women into this. And you're just like, where are the the actual content creators? And I'm sure you're online a lot, especially if you're watching the show. And you're just like, there's so few and far between entertaining content creators, this channel, you might say, that you're wondering what they're all doing. Where are all, everybody's on the internet all day. Everybody's looking for content. What is everybody doing? Well, 95% of the women online, this is what they're doing. They're trying to be the next Madonna so that that maybe in 40 years they can still be doing this on stage. Maybe. Probably not. But that's the future you have to look forward to. If you're one of these OnlyFans girls and you're in your 20s, or you're a fitness influencer online, and you're in your late 20s, and you're not spending your money wisely... You're hoping to be Madonna at 65. You're hoping people are still going to pay to see you writhe around, kind of robotic-like, kind of like a person in the original Planet of the Apes suits because they couldn't maneuver too well. That's what you're hoping there's still an audience for. The difference is she's got albums and she's got fame from back then. You know how in commercials and everything now in movies they're desperately trying to pull back the celebrities of yesteryear? Even Vanilla Ice performed at Trump's party for New Year's Eve. That doesn't exist anymore. You know, there aren't going to be any of these new people that people can pull from a pool of to get their point across to market their product. So 
these OnlyFans girls and these girls doing these this content and men too, the Adam 22s, they're going to have to hope that there's an audience for this when they're 45 or 65 or 50. But I don't think there's going to be and there's going to be some hard decline in their lives coming very soon. Now, speaking of sexualized content, you guys, we're going to keep that rolling. There's some weird stuff happening in the UFC. Um, Sean Strickland is the champion. Foulmouth, I think he says he's from, he grew up in a trailer park. I think he said he was abused as a child. So he's the champion. Took it from Israel Adesanya, who's very flamboyant in his maneuvers. Colby Covington lost. He's supposed to bring it back for America. It's an exciting time. UFC 300's coming up. But the the challenger to Sean Strickland, this is the middleweight champion, is this South African guy. And I wasn't a big fan of him before. He had this whole, all of Africa needs to come together, or however South Africans fa- uh, sound, trying to do this whole social justice things for Africa, as if a South African is the same as a Moroccan or an Egyptian. They're all wildly different cultures, right? And I was never not like a fan of his. I just didn't care for him. And then him and Sean Strickland fought at a UFC event in the crowd. And then I started listening to Sean Strickland on Theo Vaughn's podcast. And I was, let's go ahead and say, exposed to some stuff here. Let's play a minute of Sean Strickland on Theo Vaughn. Kim, actually. Uh-uh. Pull, hey, pull it up. Show, show, show the man. Yeah, What's think, the coach's name? Ron? Yeah, just type in Coach Kissing Drakus or grabbing his dick. I mean, it should be one of the first <laughs> things that comes up. But now some of this is a cultural thing, buddy. I don't know, dude. You get your dick grabbed a lot in South Africa? So what we're looking at here is the top middleweight contender in the UFC. He kisses his coach, his head trainer, I think, on the lips. And there's, there's more than one of this. They're going to show you one that is shocking. Let's just say that it's shocking. That could be made up, huh? <laughs> yeah, it could be made up. What about dude, what about do the, the, the wow? Do, he's strong guy, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's in there, dude. He's in there. Fuck, I kiss. I think you know. I wouldn't kiss him, but I would fucking. I'd I get close to him and tell him goodbye. Would you, would you grab, you know? We give it a little little nut grab. No, I'm not touching somebody's fucking nuts. That's insane. Whoa. whoa. Yeah, that's not this. okay. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's an embrace, though, bro. Yeah, I'll say this. He seems like a very nice guy. I um, But yes. I didn't know that was... I didn't. This one particularly, and I think we can bring up these photos. I don't know if that one's in there. But we have this one here. We've got this one here. Sorry, I'm clicking on it there. This might be the same one. Yeah. But this one is, this is two shirtless guys in the gym kissing on the lips, taking a photo of it. Now, if Drickus Duplessis is gay, if he's a gay man, he says, this is my boyfriend, my lover, whatever. Pretty much nobody has a problem with that, right? What do you, pretty much nobody has a problem with that, right? What do you expect a gay guy to do other than kiss another guy, right? Okay, nobody's, I, I don't have a problem with it. Not my cup of tea. Not, not going to have a problem. Like, I wouldn't be confused as to why this is happening, let's just say. However, I couldn't find anything that says that he's actually gay. And it's never been talked about. That's fine. But they're alleging that he's not gay. And so that moves us to why is he doing this? Then I found this video where a South African guy 
explains that this is part of the culture. Let's watch this guy's clip. This is from, this seems to be a random, random account. Please address the coach kissing you on the mouth thing. I, I saw that as well. In Afrikaans culture, well, that's how we were brought yeah, up. Yeah. Like to, to, you know, greet your, your father or your, even like your grandfather with a kiss mm. and a hug was like a normal yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just like, it was mm. not really something that's, yeah, but I, I can imagine people watching the fight, <laughs> knock out and then kissing your coach like, what? Maybe it's just not a big cultural thing in yeah, other obviously. countries. I, I never kiss. True, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> and all the man on the mouth in that yeah. way. Okay. <laughs> There's usually transactions involved. There's usually <laughs> money changes hands. <laughs> so yeah, that is, I think, another South African fighter talking about how it's a cultural thing in Afrikaans to kiss your male elder, your grandfather, your father on the lips. Hmm. This raises questions, not going to lie, but it does remind me of of this idea that you cannot question other cultures. No culture is better than the other one. I'm thinking that maybe at some point, maybe a couple hundred years ago, there was a group of people who wanted to kiss... <laughs> who wanted to kiss their sons, the people they were elders to, um, maybe their martial arts kids that they were training... And there was a group of men who said, hey, let's just say this is a cultural thing. Because this is not, this is not, okay? There's something that happens in your brain when you kiss somebody on the lips that's different than kissing somebody on the cheek, on the forehead, on the hand, or anything. Okay, There's this is not a cultural thing. I'm going to declare it right now. As a non-South African, even though we are all Africans.tn, as a non-South African, I am rejecting South Africa in the way that they say it is a cultural thing to kiss your male mentor, elder, grandfather, whatever, on the lips. Rejected outright. And this is not anti-South African. This is anti-pretend cultural things. Example. You want another example? We're going to bring it in, okay? He's bringing it in. He's bringing in the other example. They say he can't bring in... We're working on the Trump impression, okay? Another example. Caribbean culture. You know where I'm going with this. Caribbean culture, the dancing. They have things called daggering. They have things called whining or winding, where they're dancing like strippers, they're humping each other, they're thrusting. It's basically sex with clothes on, right? That's just a cultural thing. Have you ever met somebody or talked to somebody or read something about somebody saying, it's not sexual, it's just culture? This means you've been <laughs> brainwashed, okay? If you heard from the Catholic Church, and sorry to bring this into it, but it's because it's a historical fact that's happened and everybody can agree that it's happened and that it's wrong. If you were told that a church, a, uh, a priest, a cardinal, whatever, that they ta had taught children, the altar boys, that it was just culture to kiss them on the lips or to grind on each other, you would say, no, that's weird and that's creepy. This South African guy is saying it's their culture to kiss their mentor on the lips when you greet them, your grandfather, your coach, your trainer, whatever. The Caribbeans are saying it's just culture to 
simulate sex with our clothes on while dancing and there's nothing sexual about it. Rejecting A, rejecting B, and we're rejecting C. We're rejecting all of these. <laughs> you can go ahead and say that this is your culture. I don't have to believe you. Because all it takes is for like one married girl who's not from South Africa to be to marry the South African guy. They're all happy. Or maybe they're just engaged. They're all happy. They fly in buddy South African family over the United States for the wedding. And then he's standing there. And in, in many Catholic weddings, um, the groom and the groomsmen will stand there in a lineup. And everybody in the party, like everybody in the wedding will come by and shake their hand, right? And then this woman notices this guy's family coming up and then he's kissing dad. He's kissing granddad. He's kissing his jujitsu coach. He's kissing the village elder. He's kissing Gus, the mechanic who was really, who taught him how to change his oil. He's kissing 10 dudes. And all of a sudden the wife is thinking, Hmm, this cultural thing is a little strange. Okay. And that same goes for the man dating the Caribbean girl. Who's got a bunch of guy friends, let's say, and then maybe they're dancing at, at, at their own wedding and they're daggering. <laughs> and I don't know the names of the any of any of the other dances. I just know that daggering is a hilarious, hilarious term for something. That person's going to start to wonder, hmm, cultural or just overtly sexual? You And you'd say the same thing about the priest, right? So this guy and Drikas Duplessis, the UFC fighter, are saying it's just a cultural thing. We've been brought up to do this. And Andrew says, posits, that bringing up somebody to kiss an adult man on the lips is still gay. Humping each other while you dance is still sexual. Priests manipulating boys still grooming. I'm going to posit that all of these things are still those things, no matter if you put a cultural spin on it or not. South Korea, boy bands, wearing makeup, still culture, don't care. Just like I was, to, if I was to say to you in Canada, from the ages of 18 to 20, you got to live in an igloo. It's, it's just cultural. You do it anyways. And you're just like, no, I don't want to do that. And I'm just like, but it's cultural. You can't question it. Get into that snow shelter, have your bank account seized and shut up about it. Okay. Smoke your DeMaurier cigarettes. That's fine. As long as it doesn't damage the interior of the igloo. Just because somebody says something's cultural doesn't mean it's normal. You could put just putting this label on something. You know, England eats mushy peas. They cut fish in half, put it on a sandwich with mayonnaise. They call it a delicacy. Beans on toast. It's our culture. It's still peasant food. If you were to go to back to the year 1300, you'd see people eating beans for breakfast. Maybe not as good as the ones that come out of a can. You'd still see still see them eating, you know, mushrooms on toast. But that wasn't a choice. Now it's a choice. It's not just cultural. It's just a choice. Kissing a guy on the lips multiple times. We got to go back to the one. If you're going to tell me that this photo is two heterosexual men just greeting each other. Is doing his best to beat... Okay, that has nothing to do with it. If you're going to tell me that this is just two mates admiring each other, kissing on the lips at the gym, shirtless, sweaty, tight shorts, short shorts, a little too short, not too, too short, tighter than they are short, 
Certainly not 2002 and one short. That would be down to your ankles. But certainly not 1985 John Stockton short, but a little north of the knee, a little tight so you can see what's going on here. And they're shirtless, and a hand is around the waist. And you're saying that's cultural? Come on. Come on, man. I don't think that that's him. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't him. If that's him, this is definitely him. The other one's definitely him. You can't tell me that the other one's not him. The other two aren't him. I hope. Let's hope for the sake of Sean Strickland that that photo in the gym wasn't him. Disclaimer, might have not been him, but let's hope it wasn't him. But these ones are him. And you heard it. For, let's hear what this guy said again before we skip this topic. Could you please address the coach kissing you on the mouth thing? I, I saw that as well. In Afrikaans culture, well, that's how we were brought yeah, up. Yeah. That's like, how we were brought up. To to, to greet you know, your greet father. Your, your father or your even like your grandfather with a kiss mm. and a hug was like a normal yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So your grandfather, your jujitsu coach, your boxing coach, your father, as a kid, you're kissing them all on the lips. Do I is this even an argument I need to make? Do it is or do the men of the world just instinctively know not right, not normal? Okay. Oh, man. Let's move on over. We're going to move on over to MSNBC. And uh, they were celebrating, not celebrating January 6th. And as the, um, as the footage comes out more and more, obviously the mainstream media is combating it more and more. I saw a video the other day of of some protesters yelling with a Republican in the Capitol. And of course they hit a bunch of the footage. They, um, they, they didn't release the Q shamans footage. So that kept him in jail until they found it. They've withheld tons of stuff, right? Uh, blaze has a great video out right now. talking about the cop who's getting, he's getting his, no, he, he's running for, for Senator. I think he's running for Senate somewhere. And he went on all the shows, they cried for him, and he's been pretty much exposed. I mean, the whole spot's been blown up, no pun intended, but the whole J6 spot has been blown up pretty effectively, I think, by the releasing of all the footage. There was always known to be FBI informants involved, whether they are inside the Capitol or not. The Oath Keepers have, ha have been infiltrated. The leader of the Proud Boys was an FBI informant before all of this happened, Enrique Terrio. They've been throwing everybody in jail. The whole spot's been blown up, and I don't and I don't think anybody's willing to pretend anymore like it's not. I don't think anybody's willing to pretend like this is some egregious national event. People, the police officers dying after it, debunked, unrelated. The only person that died is Ashley Babbitt, shot by Capitol Police inside the building. Whether you agree with that or not, a person should be shot by the police for going inside the Capitol. Whether you agree with that or not, that's the only person who died, okay? So the other angle, of course, is national tragedy, stealing the de stealing democracy, and that's where Biden and the Democrats and MSNBC and such are at right now. Stealing democracy, democracy is on the ballot. I mean, this is what they said last time anyways, and it's the only thing they've got. Um, we're protecting democracy, but we got to throw Trump in jail and take him off the ballot and throw everybody in jail no matter what. This is a guy from MSNBC who's literally crying at the thought of the events of that day. Let's take a listen. 
is Michael Fanone, former D.C. Metropolitan Police Officer, Courage for America Council Member, and author of Hold the Line, The Insurrection and One Cop's Battle for America. From the outset, you guys, you can tell, right? Hold the line. Like, like this was some sort of grand operation that had to happen. Like they, first of all, they didn't prevent, even if you believe that everybody broke in, they didn't prevent people from breaking in. Everybody got in. Now, evidence shows that the doors were held open. People direct, we got to go to the Capitol, Ray Epps. We got to go inside now. What are you guys doing? You almost went uh, Jesse Ventura. (laughs) Jesse Ventura on them. (laughs) I don't know. Why why don't you tell me? Aren't you a patriot? But no matter which side of the story you believe, they didn't hold any line. They escorted people around the building. Fact proven on videotape. So as soon as you see the other guy, as soon as you see this guy, you can tell it's parade, put these people out there, make this narrative. You'll be given a book deal. You'll be put on MSNBC. I mean, anybody who goes on MSNBC and doesn't end up disagreeing with them, um, you know why they're there, right? Like it's not hard. Like MSNBC is very radically left wing. There's no, there's no, bones about that like there's that's like saying you go on i don't know who's a very right wing i don't even know i don't even know who's considered very right wing anymore infowars.com like if you're a person who disagrees with the majority of things on infowars and you go on there you're going to obviously disagree with them and that's the majority of people who you know aren't on that side the majority of people are not in line with msnbc and so a person that they come on and promote their book it's obvious where their mindset is at. That's all I'm saying. Author of Hold the Line, The Insurrection and One Cop's Battle for America's Soul. Officer Fanon, I'm going to try to... For America's Soul. The battle for America's soul. We've delayed this long enough. I'll give my comical reactions after. I get through this. Um, thank you for what you did three years ago today. <laughs> um, this guy's like, what the hell? What the hell, dude? Please tell me your thoughts um, on this third anniversary. <clears throat> um, we are uh, still in the midst of the the same fight that began oh my uh, God. on January 6th, 2021. Um, and we have a lot of... St- at stake in this country. Um, and I think that it deserves every American's attention. Is Michael Fano. God, let's watch him crying one more time, though. Um, on this third anniversary. Known, I'm going to try to get through this. Um, oh, my God. Thank you for what you did three years ago today. Um, we're going to need you to cry. Um, if you could just... Uh, tone down the gay a little bit, but n- don't eliminate the gay. Just a little gay cry. Let's try to do that a little bit. Give me a break. I mean, let's be honest. The battle for America's soul, you guys. America's soul. Did you agree with how the election went? No. Did you go to a rally to support the president? No. Did you go in the Capitol when they let you in? Yes. Did Were there FBI informants all over the place? Yes. Did you maybe go in some places you shouldn't have? Yes. Did anyone actually get hurt other than the person the Capitol Police shot? 
Yeah, a few people. Is this anywhere close to BLM burning down a city, mostly peaceful riots, burning down the president's church, uh, burning down a Secret Service tower in front of the White House, flipping cars, people dying in the streets, getting beaten in the streets during the riots? None of that is even close in comparison to January 6th. January 6th is a microcosm in comparison, and not to mention, there was way more people there than there were at these riots, and it was much more peaceful, and nobody died from an offensive. No people went in and killed anybody. Can you say that about the BLM riots? Can you say that about when they tried to kill Kyle Rittenhouse? When they chased him down the street? All these things happened, and they're just like, none of that? I don't remember any of that. Where's where's the host crying for Kyle Rittenhouse? Thank you for going to defend businesses. And when a convicted rapist came to try to kill you, you shot him. And another guy who's who also was there to attack you. And people on the camp behind the camera being heard saying, "Kill him, get him, kill him." It happened. Where's the MSNBC host? Where's Joey Behar crying on her TV show for the guy that got killed in the BLM riots? The old man that was praying. The shopkeepers who got beaten for trying to defend their businesses. Where are the leftist hosts crying for that? They don't actually care because they don't think anything bad happened. If your shoe was on the other foot and you saw, let's let's make up a random example, a communist get together like the United Socialists of America have their annual meeting. Right. And, a and a bunch of people broke in and started fires and a bunch of them got killed. You should condemn that. You should condemn violence, but that's the flip for them. They think that a bunch of insane, angry, right-wing hardcore racist people got together. They killed five cops or whatever. They bursted into the Capitol, busted all these windows down and these poor uh, Capitol Police guys, and I don't mean the vast majority of them, I mean these two guys, and Buddy here acting as well. Th- they see that as an attack on them, an attack on the Democrat system and their way of life where they get to cheat, lie, cheat, and steal through everything. You have a problem with anything, too bad, right? You go into jail. They don't care about the BLM stuff. They don't care about the Antifa stuff because that's a greater good for them. When it comes down to it at MSNBC, they don't really care about being honest. They don't care about being fair. It's there to be a propaganda arm. And so are other news places. There are right-wing, excuse me, outlets that explicitly popped up in order to support President Trump. That's by definition propaganda. Sorry. But have some dignity. Don't come on TV and cry for a guy who wrote a book called The Fight for America's Soul. Nobody buys that. There's no person under 60, maybe 50, we're being generous, who watches the news regularly at different channels. Nobody actually buys that. The fight for America's soul. It's just so that it's out there. It's just so that there's a book of a guy who is a Capitol Police officer who said that he fought for the country so that we can literally talk about this. It's the same reason they produce hit articles about somebody or hit pieces about somebody so that they can reference it. So they can say, so-and-so at the... Uh, uh, <laughs> the Young Turks said they were fighting for their souls that day. Once the aliens landed, we were fighting for the soul of America and nothing but no UFO, X-ray vision 
goggles could get in the way of the defense of America's soul. That's why it's out there, just so they can reference it. It's tiring. It's sickening. They're saying the same things for the past eight years that they've been saying a fight for democracy. You know, democracy's on the ballot. The white supremacists, the racists. Gotta get them off the ballot. We're fighting for a democracy, but we gotta put them in jail for democracy because it didn't work the other times. It's truly sickening. And if you sit here and you watch MSNBC and you don't do anything but be disgusted or laugh at them, you've got a problem. I'm sorry. You've got a problem. And you need to pay closer attention, you need to change the channel, so on. Even if you're going back and forth between MSNBC and Fox News, where you can get both uh, wide arrays of opinions, you'll see that, and of it's MSNBC and CNN are far worse than Fox, okay? Anybody who watches the news can tell you that. But Fox does slant things in their favor. I think that's proven. They fire Tucker Carlson. Um, but when you go on these channels, particularly CNN and MSNBC, they act as if there's no other perspective that one can have other than what they're presenting you. They don't even consider the other side. And to consider the other side is actually, you know, seemingly an insane person. That's how it's going to be. That's how they present it. And it's a little bit sickening to me. And that's all I got to say on that. Let's jump on over to this Las Vegas thing. Cause if you haven't seen this, uh, this person in court jump at this judge, uh, you need to see it because it's bad. It's bad that somebody can just get their hands on a judge, but it goes on way longer than you expect it to. So let's take a look. This is from daily mail. Their volume is very low. I appreciate that, but I think it's time that he gets a taste of something else because she's saying basically that they want to throw him in jail. And this guy says you F and B. Okay. That's, it's going to be hard to hear it though. I just can't with that history in accordance with the laws of state of Nevada. This court. Oh, now I don't know how much of this we can show on YouTube. I think we just, I think we showed the worst part already. Still, he's still hitting her as they try to punch him, too. And then somebody's saying, like, why would you do this? It's a little past why would you do this. Let's read a little bit more about it. Las Vegas judge was pounced on and attacked by a criminal during a hearing after she denied him bail. Judge Mary K. Holthus from the Clark County District was mid-sentencing when convicted criminal Deobra Delone Redden launched at her. Footage showed the wild moment Redden leaped out from where he was standing and hopped on the judge's bench and tackled her. As he throws himself at the shock, shocked judge, Redden is heard saying, Nah, F that bizitch. The marshal, along with the judge, attempted to dodge the attack, but Redden threw himself on top of both of them and began to brutally beat up the judge. Here are some frames. This is the wildest frame ever. The vertical he got and the fact that he was just able to get clear of everyone 
aren't they supposed to still be in cuffs if they're um, already been arrested and it's a bail hearing for the expect express purpose is if their bail is denied, then they go right back into jail. That's just me. That's just my thinking. In the footage, he can be heard repeatedly punching Holthus and screaming at her using explicit language. Meanwhile, security officers attempted to restrain the crazed criminal. The judge can be heard pleading with the criminal and begging him to get off of her. Redden was ironically being sentenced for aggravated battery with substantial bodily harm just before he launched his attack. She experienced injuries as a result of the assault and her condition is being monitored. The marshal was also injured and had to be transported to hospital following the attack. We commend the heroic acts of her staff and law enforcement. That's the judge there. The court remains committed to safe and secure, blah, blah, blah. He faced charges for battery, robbery, assault, injury to property, and coercion. Records show the judge had previously demanded that he undergo a competency determination. He was eventually found to be competent in October. So he's not crazy. He lunges at you. And this is kind of, again, everything's kind of indicative of where we are at in the society. You know, we've, we're throwing people in the correct people in jail, but look at the things that they're capable of. The people that we are, you know, putting in solitary confinement, you know, they may have been escorted on a tour, but a guy who's convicted for all these things, he has previously faced charges for robbery, assault, and injury uh, to property. And the other thing was, he was there for a sentencing of aggravated battery with substantial bodily harm, and she said that he needed to stay in jail. And then he attacked her. So this guy's not in cuffs. But, you know, some people who were taken on a tour, they were, um, <laughs> what can I say? They were put in solitary confinement. They haven't seen the light of day. And then it took more footage being released for that to be, you know, reeled back on some of the people. I don't know how many people. Um... Q shaman guy is the only one I'm familiar with being being taken out of custody. Let's take a moment to pay our bills. That is patreon.com slash uopod where you can find all the bonus content. It is just a few dollars a month. You can see the last bonus podcast. You can see the bonus podcast for Kwanzaa. That's special. You can also see me and John Doyle. And it's just a few dollars a month. Patreon.com slash UOPod. You can see me and John Doyle fire some guns, play some baseball. All the bonus content you don't get on YouTube. Because honestly, uh, we can't be doing most of this stuff on YouTube. And on the bonus podcast, you get um, uncensored. You get extra topics. And you get guests sometimes. We keep scrolling. You see me in Anomaly. I'm brushing my hair back. So bashful looking. Anomaly looking so bashful as well. And then if we keep going, you get the advanced versions, extended versions of stuff like this where I went to women's conference and asked, what is a woman? Which person on this thumbnail do you think uh, had a problem with my question? So all that and more, patreon.com slash uopod. I'm wearing a B t-shirt and some of them. Patreon.com slash uopod. Please like, share, and subscribe everywhere on this. If you're listening audio, please go and subscribe to the YouTube channels. And um, if you're watching please go and notice that we are on the streaming platforms. We're going to move on to Joe Rogan talking to the creator of uh, Yellowstone. Great show if you've never seen it. They're on hiatus now, I think, because Kevin Costner is going through a divorce and wants 
a kajillion dollars because his wife's costing him a kajillion dollars. But, um, you know, you sometimes wonder if the creators of these show, are they based, are they not based? But here he is on Joe Rogan. Let's take a look at what he had to say. This lady in Canada, she just did a, a press conference like a couple days ago where she's doing this press conference telling everybody to get vaccinated and wearing a mask at a press conference. And I'm like, Canada has a fucking time machine. They just brought us back to 2020. Like this lady was on t- recommending for kids not, that they I, get I, vaccinated I, with a mask on. You know what? On camera. You know what's fascinating to me? <laughs> we, we, this whole, this whole vaccine thing is one of the most fascinating things I've ever sat back and witnessed. Yeah. That again comes back to that rule of law and you know right of privacy, mm-hmm. right of you know independent decisions about your body, all these things that are, and yet we start. If you don't get vaccinated, people are getting kicked out. Of, they were losing their jobs. Yeah, and 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 then it turns out, oh whoops! Um, it doesn't prevent you from getting it. It doesn't prevent you from transmitting it. Hmm. And it and, might have a host of side effects. Whoops! And, and then it's just kind of like went away. And, and it, we've already been demonetized on this podcast. I just checked, but maybe this is getting us a community strike i really hope not but for the people for england Alex. every yeah. now and then you'll see a commercial get your booster but all the all the you're losing your job you're no, you know they were vilifying people they were vilifying people and in canada at least they're trying to bring it back now this is a misconception i think a bit about canada and we'll go back to this clip um the idea that we're bringing it back we never really stopped that's the thing you could still go to the grocery store and see a good 20% of people wearing masks. And it is your civic duty to call, say, hey, nice mask. Unless they're, you know, extremely old, I think. But it is your civic duty to say, hey, nice mask, or, you know, just purposely not uh, interact with people who are operating from a business perspective while whilst in a mask. It's hard to hear you. You're hiding your face. I don't really want to deal do business with a person like that. Maybe just ignore that person. It sounds a little mean, but... It's like a person who comes with the communist government to to take your stuff for a redistribution, a reallocation of funds project. You might just want to not uh, deal with the people who are participating in that. But Canada never really stopped pushing for this. And and I think of Mr. Pfizer on the Kansas City Chiefs doing the double the double shot. But here, they've always been making it so that you should get a flu vaccine. They've seized bank accounts. You know, they've frozen bank accounts. They put you in a COVID hotel. Since then, uh, we've got a carbon tax. Since then, we've brought in uh, triple the amount of people per year that we were supposed to bring in. Since then, the housing prices are out of control. You know, if you can go to the, a border town in Canada and a house will cost a million dollars or let's say 800000 US or something like that, cross over to the US side of the border and you're paying literally a third or ha- to half the price. That's what the housing market's like here. You know, everything's pretty much shit here. You know, if you have enough money, you're going to see a big dent in your bank account. Of course, your life's not going to change that way, except you're going to your savings are going to be less. But if you're a regular person, like me, like you guys watching at home or listening in your car or at the gym, you've noticed, you know, maybe this thing of noodles that used to be 39 cents is now a dollar ninety nine. Maybe a can of vegetables, which used to be 79 cents, is now a dollar eighty five. Things have doubled and tripled all across the board. They've doubled and tripled the amount of people that have come in. Your rent has doubled or tripled. 
And they still say, you're right, Joe Rogan, they still say get a vaccine. But it's not like it ever went away. We didn't have a lull here. We didn't have a period of Trumpism. We didn't have a period where uh, Joe Bi- where we had to release the barrels of oil to bring the, the oil prices down. We didn't have any of that. We just have this steady incline of crap. Now, you know, we might have six different selections of milk and cheese. That's something I noticed when I was in the U.S. You guys don't have as much milk and cheese as we do. Not as many brands. But it's that's about it. We're still we're eating our McFlurries out of a piece of cardboard now, everybody, with a f- cardboard fork. That's real. That's true. Maybe I should bring that up for you guys. Maybe that's an England thing, too. McFlurry box. Because they don't let you have plastic bags here. They don't want you to have plastic utensils. I mean, this is what the McFlurry used to look like, you guys. But now it comes in a this. And guess what? You don't even get the plastic spoon anymore. They discontinued that. So what you get is a McFlurry, and it's not even that good. I wish they had the ones they have in Canada. A very, very enac, whatever that means. We're getting our McFlurries in Canada in a paper bag with a wooden spoon, okay? This is this is like ancient history to us. The spoon that they stir it with and the plastic container. I mean, you're allowed to have plastic for everything else. But now the McFlurry box, we're going to go with Canada. Maybe it's because we're searching on Brave Browser. We might have to go to Google here. But, like, this isn't even what we get. We would dream. We would have dreams now of getting served a McFlurry and something like that. I'm going to go ahead and put this into Google now. We're going to go ahead. We can't trust Brave Browser to tell us the truth. We can. I'm just kidding. But in terms of images, you saw it. There's only, there's barely a page there. You're not going to know the pain that we suffer in Canada until you see the McFlurry. Somebody on Twitter seems like they have it. Yes, here's what you get. Nah, bro, why is my McFlurry in a cardboard box with a wooden spoon? I'm sad. WTF, why can't I? This is what you get. You can't take it home. It turns into liquid and bleeds through the thing. You get a big giant spork that, of course, changes the, like, the. you taste the wood. We're going to go ahead and like this. Save for later. Even retweet it. We're retweeting it live in front of you guys. This is the state of Canada, and... Joe Rogan is factually correct, but it never went away. The pain never went away. It's just got exceedingly worse and worse. I just, I can't, hey, watching a, that video was like bananas. To see this lady giving Orwellian a, is what she's it not, is. but she's wearing a mask and there's no one near her. She's in front of a, a podium. She's wearing a mask. I, I was saying it earlier. <laughs> I, I, I see people driving by themselves. Yeah. Wearing a mask. Yeah. It's an anxiety thing. It's uh, there's it's a mental illness thing as well. It's also a delusional thing because it doesn't. If you look at it scientifically, it doesn't work. It's just it doesn't work. You know, like right those cloth masks that people wear, those like little surgical masks. They don't they just don't do jack. Well, they shit. told they told us they didn't work for the first six weeks or eight weeks of the deal. Yeah, Fauci stood up there and said, "Hey, it doesn't work. In fact, you're more likely yeah to get it if you wear a mask because you don't know how to wear a mask." Which kind of kind of sounded like bullshit to me, but that's what he said. Um. And then he's like, ah, it can't hurt. And then about a month later, you have to. <laughs> yeah. 
Where's the scientific data for any of this? I don't know what happened there. Maybe Nancy Pelosi had some mass stock. <laughs> Real, true, and based. But this stuff never stopped here, you know? There's still people wearing masks. It's so contradictory, you know? You see a person wearing a mask out in public, and on one hand, you're like, first of all, you're around 50,000 people. Why did You can get your groceries delivered for eight extra dollars. I think you can probably afford it if you can afford paying for these masks. So why even go out? You're so afraid of a virus that you go to places you don't need to. You see people at a baseball game or a movie theater and they're wearing a mask. Why are you here? Secondly, it doesn't make sense because you're around so many people. You think you're shoulder to shoulder with somebody at a Major League Baseball game and you're not getting what the person next to you has? Even AIDS? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was just Fauci, you guys. And maybe you don't know this. Maybe you need to dig into the old videos. But Fauci said it's not proven yet that you can't get AIDS just by being in contact with a person, by being around them. That was Fauci too, by the way. He was the guy for AIDS as well. That's neither here nor there. So you got it. For some reason, you need to go out if you think you're going to die. For some reason, you think sitting next to a person wearing a piece of paper over your face means you're not going to get what, uh, what they got. And then there's the fact, like they said, yeah, it doesn't actually do anything. So you are suffering from something. You're an NPC. I mean, the di you've got maybe two to three di lines of dialogue with this person before it starts over again. It's where am I? Who are you? Can you stand three feet back? And then it starts over again. Where am I? Where am I? Who are you? Please stand six feet back. It's like a Super Nintendo game. You go around and you talk to everybody so that you can see if you can get any more information. And then the person just starts repeating the same thing over and over again. That's Beatrice at the, uh, <laughs> at the grocery store at Walmart. That's who that is. These people have now come to life. You want evidence of that we're living inside some sort of matrix. These are people that are just programmed literally at this point. I mean, to be so far down the news rabbit hole that you're still wearing a mask, you know, forget the people who did in the first place. I disagree with that. You disagree with that, you know. But to be so far down the propaganda hole, uh, white supremacy's everywhere. Uh, pa oh, Palestine. Oh, Ukraine. Oh, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we need the first black female men's hockey player swimmer to be far down this rabbit hole. Think of how much you've had to endure mentally and you're doing it while you wear the mask. You come up with a list of 50 lies that the media has told you. And there's about, I don't know, a couple million people in the U S that believe those all wholeheartedly. Probably the same people that think that you can be a man if you're a woman and vice versa. And you got to just start, you know, I'm not saying be mean, you don't have to be like me. You don't have to do anything to these people. Just start being like, I don't want to participate in that anymore. Because if you think about it, these are the people that wanted you in jail, still want you in jail for different reasons, but wanted you in jail possibly if you didn't wear a mask or didn't get vaccinated. In some countries, Canada, they put you in a hotel. Australia, they put you in a camp. These are the same people that said you can't go out to places if you don't do what they do. So I think in return, being the fair and reasonable human being that you are, maybe just be like, eh, eh maybe I don't want to talk to you. Eh, nice mask. Eh, I want the cashier without the mask. Eh, nobody's going to this cashier with, with the mask on. Why? I don't know. Don't feel like participating in that. Don't feel like participating with the person who said, hey, I, you should probably go to jail if you don't do this thing that actually doesn't do what they said it was going to do.
But we must paint BLM on the streets. Yes, we must do that. We must hire only people that fit certain quotas. We have to do that. But take off my mask? Unbelievable. The, I mean, I guess those people are being consistent, and maybe they, they realize at some point that it was consistent to say that if you're going to wear a mask now because you're afraid of germs, that you should have been wearing one all along because of the flu. This whole time, you should have been wearing one. I don't know. I think it's it's at this point where people can very easily tell when they're being had, when they're being shown a charade, when they say, we need more money in Ukraine. It's going great. It's going so well, we need more money to pay our pensions. And, they're, and they say, we need more money for Israel-Palestine. But we're giving money to Israel, and we're giving money to Palestine. And one side says, hey, these are these numbers, and the other side says, these are also our numbers. And then, you know, you don't know where you're getting the truth from. And then the cop in Canada, did you see this? A cop gave uh, the Palestine protesters some some fresh coffee. Oh, is that sweet? But you got to still wear your mask or else you're, you're still killing people. It's very easy these days to tell where the charade is. And it's when all media eyes are pointed on this thing. Once you notice that every mainstream media outlet outlet's saying the same thing and they're pushing the same thing. If you look back, you can very easily see it for Ukraine. Go to before the war when you'd see all these articles that are like, why Ukraine's bad. And then once it starts, Ukraine is good. We must give money to Ukraine. They're stopping white supremacy. They're stopping Putin. F- ignore the swastikas on everything and the, and the black suns. Ignore those. Once everything starts going in one direction and once mainstream media and social media says it's okay, that's when it's not okay. That's where the red flags come up. I'm out of breath. I'm out of breath from content creating. I'm out of breath from influencing. So we're going to run it back for you later this week. Thanks for joining us. Patreon.com slash UOPod. I expect at least blank number of new subscribers, please. And thank you. Um, Bonus podcast every week there. Middle of the week. I've got new uh, things happening being edited as we as we speak by mystery editor x they them there is editing some things i did with the, the danger cats we've un unearthed it we found it we found it deep away on some memory cards or some uh uh hard drives so we're unearthing that you've got that to look forward to on patreon exclusively um and then, of course, the bonus podcast. And I'm also working on something else with a noted creator who I'm going to talk to tonight. Hopefully that goes through. We'll see about that. Um, very nice guy. And then some other people in Canada news. We've got other people that are launching things that I can't even say anything about because I don't know when it's launching. But a lot of stuff's happening. A lot of good stuff is happening. Um, oh, I want to guys tell you guys so bad about a rapper. But I can't. That's huge. Um, huge stuff happening across the board. 2024 is the year of truth telling, as Cat Williams said. It is the year all non-truth tellers and all liars will be exposed. All people like myself, like others who you, I can't name them. I can't give anything away, but like myself and others who you love and trust and who are actually saying things honestly and not afraid to, to say the word gay. That's not all it is. Um, but all the people. They will be rewarded in 2024. I'm confident in it. Um, you know, and if we're not, then it's probably uh, fake news. See you guys next week. Turn it up, Jordan.